heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, It's we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, what's up there, folks? Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode for you, video watcher. You see today's episode scrolling at the bottom of the screen, but for you audio listener today, we're hearing about, arguably, the most libertarian business and living environment in the world, Prospera, Joel Baumgar. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Absolutely, Joel. Thank you, number one, for joining the program. Number two, thank you for, and I say this to anybody who's out there fighting the good fight and leading by example, in this case, leading by example, and not only helping put what we consider to be the best way forward or the best solutions forward, but in this case, you're building an entire tech city around our ideas. How cool is this? But before we get there, Joel, let's introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And what is this thing called Prospera? Absolutely. So I am State Representative Joel Baumgar. I'm uh, I serve in the Mississippi House of Representatives. I've served for six years, and I'm also president of Prospera, which is the first uh, the company doing the very first charter city. And we'll talk about what that is. The very first charter city on the island of Roatan in Honduras. I'm president of the organization. I report to Eric Bremen, the founder, CEO, and chairman. Uh, so that's me, and uh, happy to jump in when you're ready about what is Prospera. Fantastic. Well, yeah, and what is Prospera? So I was going through, and I, I love the fact that Greg had reached out to bring this to my attention because we always talk about the problem being, well, we just don't have an area to make our libertarian solutions work to show case studies of how our ideas will actually work when put into action. So what I was excited to hear about is that Prospera is now setting a stage 
for us to really almost do a um, like a think tank environment, but like it's real life. We get to tinker with the ideas we talk about and have real life implications. So can you start out in maybe going into where Prospera came from in terms of an idea and how it's gone from more of an idea to now a, a budding city? Sure, absolutely. So when people like me are in the Mississippi House of Representatives, at my core, I am a Christian conservative pro-life Republican uh, with a strong liberty streak. And so the question is, what did the ideas of liberty look like in the real world? And historically, there has not been an environment that allowed you to test sort of free market principles and focus on human thriving in a way that was not hampered by the the traditional dysfunction of traditional political environments. So the uh, people of Honduras were very entrepreneurial. Back in 2013 and 2014, they had the foresight to pass a constitutional amendment that created semi-autonomous economic zones. Hmm. So for the first time, there was essentially a special economic zone that had such a high degree of political regulatory tax and um, and uh, legal freedom that the ideas of liberty and free markets and human thriving and prosperity could be tried in their most purest form in a way that creates jobs, foreign direct investment, um, uh, economic growth, and tax revenue for Honduras. So it's a wonderful win-win public-private partnership where uh, within our zone, we are the taxing authority. We remit 12% of our revenue to the Honduran government. So they're getting a, a tax revenue stream from our zone. But in exchange, we are able to govern our zone with a very high degree of political, leg- regulatory, legal, and tax autonomy, which again allows you to do really innovative things in the governance element and to sort of push the limits of the ideas of liberty, all with an eye toward how do you advance human thriving? How do you, you know, privatize things that can be privatized and ultimately advance uh, human thriving. At the end of the day, that's all we care about is how do we make the world a better place for humans to live? And how do we do that in a way that sidesteps some of the, you know, the historical issues in government, even the government I serve in as a, as an elected official. So how does that look? Cause I mean, this is, <laughs> this is like every Liberty lovers, you know, kind of wet dream. If we're going to be real, like, you know, the fact that you can hear like we get to make a world, that we want, like what? It's a kid, you know, kid in the candy store. So, how how does this in, in all you know functional uh, aspects look? And and obviously you're you're I guess in in the infancy stages, growing, and you're already having some success. So maybe speak to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple elements. One, there's an oversight council, uh, CAMP, the Committee for the Adoption of Best Practices, which is the oversight committee of these special economic zones. There's also a Prospera Council, which is the equivalent of our sort of governing board of Prospera. But then within the zone, um, essentially, we have a huge amount of, uh, of autonomy. So what that means is we adopted a common law legal framework. So rather than a civil law, which is laws made by politicians. This is common law, which was adopted by the American Law Institute's restatements of the common law. So we have common law, so everyone knows what the rules are. We have a a, uh, agreement of coexistence. So there's not like a social contract that you are presumed to have signed because you're there. We have a literal social contract that sets out the rules of Prospera and the rules for you So you know what the rules are. We can't change the rules. You can't change the rules. It's essentially governance as a service. (laughs) You are paying us as a service provider under contract 
to know what the rules are. And then we've set up the tax structure, which is a, uh, I won't go through the, the finer nuances, but we're one of the most favorable tax jurisdictions in the world. And then regulatory is really interesting. So regulatory, you any business can start by electing the regulatory framework of any OECD country in the world, which is any developed country in the world, they can elect to operate under that regulatory framework. So if they want to operate under the regulatory framework of Singapore or Hong Kong or Dubai or any other developed uh, area of the world, they can elect that. Or if there's something really advanced with cryptocurrency or otherwise, they can put forward a new regulatory environment for adoption. If that's adopted, it becomes a new standard regulatory framework that anybody in the zone can operate under. So really innovative stuff. Essentially, what we're able to do is use hundreds of years of real world experience studying countries, special economic zones, states, municipalities, counties, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai, all of that and build what governance look, looks like in the 21st century, having learned from all that and do it in a greenfield way that's sort of tabula rosa where you know we're starting starting from effectively scratch. So I could go into as much detail as you want, but really innovative ways to do all of those things taxes, regulations, legal and political, building all of those pillars from scratch with an eye toward human thriving instead of special interests and generally the bad incentives that are normally assigned with political systems like the one in which I served in Mississippi. All right. Sign me up. <laughs> I mean I mean I mean this is um this is this is great cuz this this is literally like what we talk about on the show. Like, okay, well, if you could make a perfect society, what would it look like? Here you go, folks. Pro like, Prosper is the answer. <laughs> so, yeah, by the way, I love the analogy you used a government as a service. But, like, for anybody who listens to the show, they know I'm in the business technology world. And with that, we talk about UCAS, Unified Communications as a Service, Software as a Service. So, if that's government, would that be GAS? Is that what the acronym would be for <laughs> Technically, it'd be capital G, lowercase a, a, capital S. That's right. But uh, that's, pre that's pretty cool. Before I got into uh, governance, I, I built a software technology company right out of college. And so, oh, no kidding. Yeah. So I spent 11 years building a company called Bomgar Corporation, which is now known as Beyond Trust. Uh, the company changed its name after I sold it, but uh, I built it to hundreds of employees and more than $50 million in annual revenue. And in learning that, all of the principles of how do you take technology and upgrade technology. And, and I look at it like from the tech sector is the whole world works on what I would call sort of the democratic operating system, Microsoft DOS, right? Democratic operating system. And the democratic operating system is what we've built up to over decades and hundreds of years, but every operating system can use an upgrade, right? There's never yeah. a point at which. And so what we're, what we're trying to essentially do is saying, look, the democratic operating system doesn't not work. I mean, look at the United States, look at Honduras, look at other places around the world. It works, but it needs an upgrade. And so we're essentially trying to come along and build the equivalent of the iPhone 13 Pro with the Coinbase debit card I hold in my hand. Like if this were governance and it was governance as a service, this is the most advanced technology you can hold in your hand. And essentially that's what we've built for human governance on a governance as a service platform, which is essentially private governance. And so we have a private governance platform or, you know, anyway, that, that's what we built. That's and so awesome. That, like, it's so cool. Hon honestly, it, think about, and I'm, I'm more speaking, you know, just to the audience now, think about the ramifications of this, because what has forever been the, the number one response of like, oh, okay, wait, you want to go to Somalia? Like, oh, yeah, okay. No, no, I want to go to Prospera. <laughs> 
right? Like, like, and the the best part, and to your point, is that it, it's a government in this case. Like, let's talk about you know the the fact that the government can grow with the populace, not the other way around, not being restricted by the governance. And I think the the differentiation that you've made between common law and civil law, that's so, so paramount for the society to flourish because no longer are the rules arbitrary, uh, arbitrarily changing based on who's in positions of power, but rather the, the, it's almost like a, a, a game of uh, football, right? You know, we're, we're recording here in the middle of the NFL season. You get to see, hopefully, that the rules are adhered to in a neutral manner and that the referees that are are overseeing the rules are doing so in a neutral manner, right? Now, does that mean that you will always get what you want? No, and, and that's good because that means that the rules are fair and you're not able to buy a politician. You're not able to influence that vote with lobbyists. That's that's a good thing. And that, frankly, is in you test, you mentioned it as you're, <laughs> you're in the legislature. You experience it. This is one of the, the inherent problems with a democratic system is that it doesn't give people the opportunity to know exactly what they can do in from an investment standpoint because the rules might change. So uh, so with that being said, let's talk about Prospera in terms of prosperity because I I you know I know right now in the audience we have dozens and dozens of business owners who reach out to me on, on the regular, you know, thanking me for the sales the conversations we have and they're probably hearing this as, you know, number 1 maybe an opportunity to escape some of the crazy regulations that they're currently facing. But number two, I know there's a lot of people who are in the investing world. This sounds like a great investment. And and I rumor is there might be an opportunity for that, that investor. So you want to get into that some too, Joel? Right. Absolutely. So, so a, a couple of things. Well, first we can talk about, you know, all, all of that, but um, yeah. So, so one of the really interesting things is when you privatize governance, it creates an opportunity to actually invest in a city. And if you think about this, there's no good way now to say invest in New York City, right? So the New York City is a public entity. There's no way to invest in the entity with the rights to the tax revenue or the land value appreciation or something like that. So, so yeah, it's a really interesting opportunity. And uh, if, if anybody's interested, uh, you can go to our website, prospera.hn. That is P-R-O-S-P-E-R-A, prospera.hn. .hn is the Honduran um, I guess, uh, domain name suffix. So prosper.hm, there's a link on there. You can click invest. We've got a, a variety of ways to do that, whether you want to do that in cryptocurrency or fiat or US dollars, whatever you want to use. And, uh, and it's a really interesting opportunity for, again, for the first time really ever that on the, on the ground floor, you can say, look, I want to invest in the ideas of liberty, but when they work, I want, the, I, I want, I want a fractional share, just like in a company, I want a fractional share in a city, in a city scale development. And if you think about this, it creates for the first time the opportunity for a city to go public. So imagine that. Imagine not just like the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ could be its own publicly traded company, but an actual right. city is its own publicly traded entity. And the land and real estate of the city is traded as a REIT, a real estate investment trust. So all of this provides incredible new business opportunities and business models. And by cracking this nut, it really unleashes the ability to bring good governance anywhere in the world. But you had you had a number of other elements oh. to your question. So, <laughs> well, no, no. I, well, how about this? Before we go, I want to talk about the investing. Like, who should be investing in this? Number one and number two, if people wanted to, to put their businesses there too. But I also now you're you're discussing the idea of good governance, right? And in in this world of essentially a private a privatized governance. What's the what's the feedback been 
from the people of of Prospera, specifically in this uh, zone in in Honduras, has has been a positive uh, return on investment from not only their their standpoint of seeing economic uh, prospects get better, but also their living conditions better, their their surrounding communities get better. Yes, absolutely. So we are creating jobs. As you can imagine, anything that involves change involves some controversy. That's a, you know, for a politician like me, that's a standard part of anything is when you do anything new or innovative, there will be some people that, you know, are unhappy with the new and innovative uh, uh, approach. But yeah, broadly, we are bringing jobs and economic opportunity to the people of Honduras who need jobs, opportunity, foreign direct investment, economic growth, and tax revenue for the government. So it's really a brilliant win-win. And for all the Hondurans who, you know, who drive through, you know, drive down the path and the, the, the road to Prospera every day, that is a job and an opportunity that would not exist. So for hundreds of people every day today and thousands of people in the future, they are going for a job in, in, in Prospera that would not otherwise exist, an opportunity that would not exist. So you also brought nice. up opportunities for, for business leaders. So yes, 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 we have created the most innovative legal and regulatory framework in the world. So anybody who's thinking where you are geographically domiciled today does not have a regulatory environment that's conducive to the innovation you want to do in your business, whether that's medical innovation, financial innovation, whether it's you know, a whole range of things. Yes, within our zone, we, we have incredible flexibility in that. And we are looking, the call is going out um, that if you want to live in the freest place on earth, if you want to start your business in the freest place on earth, if you want to come to a place where the government is never holding you back and the in- incentives of the governing institutions are only to protect the health and safety and well-being of the citizens, not to build fiefdoms, not to create bureaucratic disruption, not so that somebody with a, you know, a, a stamp can hold it hostage for a, a, a short-term thrill of power because you don't have the approval you need and it might take years. You don't have to deal with any of that inside of Prosper. It's, it's efficient, straightforward, and ultimately we're trying to build a, 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 a dream come true, whether it's for real estate development, medical technologies, financial innovation, whatever it is. So if you have listeners that are thinking, wow, if there was just a jurisdiction where I had the liberty and freedom to, to, to show the world what is possible in, a, in an environment of liberty, um, we have created that. And that call is, is wide open. So come to Prospera, live, work, play, start businesses, invest. Um, all of those things are built upon what the, 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 the framework we operate under was intended to create. Now, Joel, I, I am a sales guy, so I have to do the sales guy thing, and that is bringing up an objection. But Joel, the things you can't control, right? Like we can control investing in this amazing new entity that is Prospera, but what about the things we can't control? Like, I don't know, a global pandemic and the way that governments react. I mean, what if Honduras just decides to up and change their mind? Is that something that you guys have to worry about? So good question. So we have, you know, the the framework we operate in is enshrined in the Honduran constitution. It requires a back-to-back vote in consecutive congressional terms with a two-thirds majority to change the constitution. It is protected now by organic law, which is civil law of Honduras, which is also protected by a, uh, requires a two-thirds vote to change. And now that the zone is up and running, that it, uh, it is protected by international treaty, legal stability agreement, and all of that for 50 years. So 
in a world, there is uncertainty. In the United States, there is uncertainty. In Puerto Rico, there's uncertainty. So, um, you know, I have people regularly ask me, you know, when I say, you know, how, what can I do for you? They'll say, I wish you could tell me what the capital gains tax rate was going to be next year. Like, we don't know because the government in the United States can change that. So what we do know in Prospera, in Honduras, is there is a win-win. We are in partnership with the, the government of Honduras. We will create jobs, economic growth, foreign direct investment, and tax revenue to the absolute best of our ability and do it in a way that is a win-win. And ultimately, we need to partner with a governing nation to do that. We want that to be Honduras. But ultimately, the goal is to, to open Prospera charter cities around the world with any willing uh, host nation. So, um, so yes, I, I would say there's, there's political risk, there's economic risk, there's execution risk. There's risks that are inherent in any entrepreneurial endeavor, but what entrepreneurial endeavor has greater has the ability to impact the world more greatly than bringing good governance to an area of the world that needs good governance? And look, I'm in the United States. I serve in the House of Representatives, right? Mississippi needs better governance than what we have, in my opinion. <laughs> so it, it may be a long time before a, a, a prosperous city comes to Mississippi, but it could use it today, the, the same ability to unleash positive externalities in jobs, foreign direct investment and growth would, would accrue to the United States, just like Honduras. It's just Honduras beat the United States to it. They were the most forward thinking country out of all 200 countries in the world to say, let's try something new, and, which is incredible. I mean, that's just incredible to have the foresight to do that. So the bastion of freedom, Honduras. That's right. Look. Some country had to go first and say, let's do something visionary, forward thinking that could unlock all of these positive things for their citizens. And Honduras went first and uh, we hope other countries follow, but we will partner with anyone that wants to partner with us and be a great partner. See, and that's exciting to know that there is a future for this beyond Honduras, because I mean, this is a model that we were confident it's going to work. You're seeing it work already. So the fact that it already has plans to grow, that's exciting. And we're going to have to make sure, Joel, we, we do have you on again in the future to discuss future endeavors there. But I noticed one of the um, the things that was brought up was being an e-resident. What does that entail? And, and what would that look like from, let's say you're an American? Would that do anything in terms of your citizenship? Yeah, good question. So, uh, so Prosper is building out the eProspera platform, which is our e-governance platform. So, essentially, the vision is that all interactions with the governing authority, Prospera, would be done electronically, ultimately through mobile apps. We actually hired the team that was work on the, working on e-Estonia. The Estonian government has the most advanced e-governance platform in the world today, and we we hired that core team full-time to Prospera about two years ago to build eProspera. So our goal is ultimately to have not only the most uh, advanced legal framework in the world, but ultimately the most advanced e-governance platform. So to answer your question, what you can and can't do depends on industry. So in some industries, e-residency is sufficient to get you the benefits you need. In other industries, you have to have some sort of physical presence. Um, but eProspera is the way you can set up companies e-residency. So it, it, it all depends. Ultimately, Prospera is still, it's in Honduras, which means we do not issue our own passports. You're still under the passport control system and uh, of Honduras, even though we have a lot of flexibility on import export and a lot of other things. Um, but ultimately, yeah. So our goal is to do the greatest thing that is possible. So whatever is achievable under international treaties, et cetera, for e-governance, we accomplish that way. Whatever requires physical presence, presence, 
of businesses, customers, you know, economic activity that will be be physically present. But the goal is again to to push the limits of what's possible for the good of all involved. Wow. This is exciting stuff. And now it's as the sales guy, right? It's my favorite part. The call to action because we want people who are interested in actually taking a step to support Prospera uh, or if they want to go ahead and actually take a step to make their business ventures or really a solid investment for the future, let's help make that a possibility and a reality for them. So what would you recommend as an action item beyond going to the website, obviously, and we'll make sure we have that here uh, ticking at the bottom of the, uh, the the site, but also um, you know, for anybody who wants to invest, who wants to set up their business there, what would be a next step for them? Yeah, the best thing to do is sign up on Prospera's website. So Prospera.hn, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-A.hn. The best thing is to sign up. We have unlimited opportunities. If you want to become an e-resident, you can do that. If you want to buy an apartment in our our new uh, condo tower that's going up right now, you can do that. And that can go into a rental pool. If you want to live in Prospera, you can do that. If you want to invest directly in the land and real estate of Prospera, you can do that. If you want to build a house in Prospera, that is around the corner. So we have we have a lot of ways. So it's really a matter, and and our team is large enough at Prospera now that we can we can help hold you hold your hand through that process. So whatever it is you want to do to interface with Prospera, whether direct investment in the company, whether it's uh, you know real estate indirect, whether you want to own real estate, whether you want to open a business. We have a team, we have onboarding executives that can walk you through that process. We've got lots of possibilities. So however you want to be involved, uh, again, even as a passive investor straight in either the operating company or the land and real estate, we have that available as well. So all of that's called the actions. It all starts with our website. We're actually in the process in the next couple of months of releasing a completely new, totally revamped website that has all of the latest visual imagery, drone footage, and all of this. We've got a bunch of really cool stuff that we will be announcing over the coming months. But right now, even though it's our, even though the website is, uh, is um, you know, not the new version today, it's still the best one-stop shop to uh, start the process. Perfect. Well, how about this, folks? Um, we'll make it easy for you. Go to the show notes, click your artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to today's episode over on the website, and then it'll bring you to the show notes. It'll bring you to the entire transcript of today's episode, but most importantly, it will include specifically for you audio listener, the links to um, not only the website, but also all of Joel's information if you want to go ahead and learn more, Uh, but this is fantastic, Joel. I'm, I'm so excited because... I, I'm so tired of whenever people you know are like, well, I don't know what to do. Here you go. There are so many different ways that you can support Prospera and you can actually benefit from it regardless of where you live. And that I think right now is exciting. We're in this really fun, wild, crazy time where technology is, is advancing and it opens up so many different possibilities that never would have existed a, a short five, 10 years ago, and, and now we're having a complete libertarian tech city being built over in Honduras. I mean, dreams do come true. That being said, uh, final thoughts, Joel, what would you want to uh, to leave the audience with today? Look, just look, join join the movement. There is incredible things happening in Prospera in Honduras. We need you. So it's it's fun to watch from afar. It's even more fun to be actively involved. So the call goes out, you know, come join the movement, come do business in Prospera, come open a business in Prospera, come hire Hondurans in Prospera, you know, bring your friends to Prospera. Um, so 
all, all are welcome. We're doing incredible things. And we're so thankful to the Honduran government for creating the program that allows us, again, jobs, foreign direct investment, tax revenue, and economic growth. And, uh, and it's, it's exciting to be a part of that. So again, I would say wide open, come join the movement. And shame on you, American government, for not being the ones to have this be first. We have to go to Honduras to do this. Come on, guys. All right. With that being said, thank you, Joel, for joining us on the uh, the episode. Folks, if you got value, please do me a favor. Go ahead and share the episode today. Uh, because I, I think right now, if people are looking for solutions, well, hey, we got a great one to point their way. So with that being said, Joel Baumgard, thank you so much for joining us here on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.